1: This is the best of two pros in a couple Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio.
0: You ready to go? Let's I'm go. ready, man. I've been waiting for this. Locked yeah. and loaded. Woo. LeVar earned a very uh, much-deserved time off, a little break, celebrating the anniversary uh, with the missus and doing his yeah. thing and, and having a few days to kind of relax and, and get after it a little bit. And uh, we're just going to take you up and just talk football and a bunch of other fun stuff here on this show. This is what we do on a Thursday. Would you mind if I just did something real quick, though? Because I would like to point this out, because there have been things that have been called into question on this show. And I feel like this is appropriate for this first topic. So sometimes people will call into question my musical talents on this show. That has been known to happen from time to time. So I want to prove to people here that I know what I'm doing when it comes to the musical format on this show. And I know what I'm doing when it comes to an instrument in my hands and leave that joke alone. I have brought myself in studio here a violin for this first topic, and I would like to play this violin on the air because I feel it's appropriate here. So let me go ahead and tune this thing up. Mm-hmm. Get my chin ready. How, how does that go? Mm-hmm. One the, more time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Get my chin ready. That sounds weird. And away we go. Little something. Oh, that's beautiful. You like that? We got Lee playing the piano in the background too.
2: Yeah. Now, how are you able to talk while you're playing the violin? I don't hear many people talk while they're playing.
0: Well, uh, just skilled. You okay. know, I mean, this is just, there's a, a special <laughs> mic we have in studio here. Okay. I mean, uh, you know, just a, you know suspension of uh, disbelief here. That's what we're doing on this show. And uh, we're just kind of playing it because I feel this is appropriate. And now we've got it feels like an orchestral kind of uh, sensation going through the speakers here. And I feel like this is totally appropriate because every time I go on... And I see somebody else bitch and moan about the Lamar Jackson situation. All I want to do out is break break this bad boy out and just kind of play along. Because I am so tired of it. For Christ's sake. He got into a negotiation. He lost the negotiation. They weren't willing to give him what he wanted. They gave him the non-exclusive tag. And now he's going to go out there and he's going to see what, what other teams want to offer him. And everybody throwing this collusion crap out. There's a real lot chance here, believe it or not, that some teams in the NFL don't want to tip their hand early and also or some teams in the NFL look at Lamar Jackson and say, we don't know if we want to give him that type of guaranteed money for a guy who hasn't finished the season the past two years. I love Lamar Jackson. We've done nothing but ball wash Lamar Jackson on this show. But if you're going to compare him to the ridiculous deal that weirdo Deshaun Watson got from the Cleveland Browns, it's an unfair comp. That's the exception, not the rule, and everybody can't stop crying about it. I'm tired of it. Here's
2: what, here's what I don't get about the, the people who are having a hard time digesting this. And there's a lot of players that are having a hard time digesting this. How many guys signed... A fully guaranteed deal after Kirk Cousins did it with the Minnesota Vikings?
0: Uh, nobody, right? <laughs> no one. Yeah. <laughs> no
2: one. Unless they signed a one-year franchise tag that's fully guaranteed, um, exclusive, by the way, or they signed just a one-year deal that was essentially a fully guaranteed deal. That's it. Kirk Cousins did it. And he got to free agency. He found a team that was in desperation in the Minnesota Vikings that needed a starting quarterback. And by the way, the Jets were a part of that one, and they unfortunately ended up helping to bid up the price a bit to allow then Minnesota to come back with a fully guaranteed deal.
0: Are you saying there's a theme there with the Jets? That happening? Well, we can
2: get it to that at a later point. But the, the point is that no one else followed suit. People at the time go, well, that's not a good deal. Owners you know, most likely didn't like it. We didn't see anything after that. But no one was yelling or screaming about collusion. And, and, and I know people are still going to sit there and say, well, okay, but you know, he's a former league MVP. That's, what, four years ago, back in 2019? Yeah. As you pointed out, since then, he hasn't finished a season in the last two years. He is an entirely different player when you look at what they need to do in order for him to be successful. Initially, it was Marty Morningwing who was his OC. right? You go back to the what, Joe Flacco transition to Lamar Jackson it was Marty Morningwig, who was the OC, and, and they, they, they said, hey, look, this isn't Marty Morningwig's deal, all right? You're, you're like Marty Morningwig back from the days of Joe Montana with the San Francisco 49ers Marty Morningwig, right? Been around the league a long time, West Coast, old-school West Coast guy. This is not his deal. Let's bring in Greg Roman, right? Greg Roman has more success running these types of offenses, especially with a quarterback who's mobile. And they had a degree of success for a while, and In the regular season, no one's going to dispute that. No one's going to dispute Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens' ability to be able to win games and get to the playoffs. But in the playoffs, it hasn't been pretty. Teams have adjusted. Teams have knocked him out. He hasn't played well. And now it's gotten to the point where he's having a hard time staying healthy. So let's just, on the table, take away all emotion, everything else out of it, Jonas, and let's just look at it objectively. If you are a team who's going to be a bidder for Lamar Jackson, as talented as he is, you're going to have to change over your style of offense. And that includes possibly your offensive line, the way that group plays and moves, how they block. You're going to incorporate, you know, there's going to be some zone schemes, but some gap schemes as well. Different things you're going to ask them to do. You're going to look at your tight end group and have to really hammer down if those guys are capable of being as big of pass catchers and run blockers as what this offense would demand, a stable of running backs to be a part of it as well. Because the reality is, you know, playing the drop-back passing game with Lamar Jackson has not worked out. We've seen it for five years. He's had outlier years like his MVP season, but a lot of that came from some of the things that came off of it. It wasn't straight drop-back. So you would have to make a huge transition as an offense in order to even satisfy what, what he's capable of doing and how he could help your team. So besides a fully guaranteed contract that apparently is going to be more than Deshaun Watson, you've got to turn over your roster. And now, because it's the non-exclusive franchise tag, you have to give up two first-round picks. That is a hefty, hefty price for Lamar Jackson. And I'm not saying that he's not going to equate to success in winning football games. But for people to sit there and go, well, wait a second. why, why, Why wouldn't these teams at least be in the mix? I personally, if I was a general manager, head coach, I wouldn't have come out the, the, the second that there's a non-exclusive franchise tag put on Lamar Jackson and say, yeah, we're not interested. Yeah, I'd explore. I'd give him a call. And I'd sit there and say, okay, you know, what are you looking for? And I'd, I'd, I'd at least ask what the number was. But two of the teams in Atlanta and Carolina both draft in the top ten. They can go find their next quarterback in the draft for way cheaper and guys who aren't going to require the type of transition on the roster like Lamar Jackson would want or at least transition in offensive philosophy. So it, it's an entirely different conversation that people just don't want to acknowledge because they, they look at Deshaun Watson and they're like, oh, it's collusion. I've even heard some people go, well, it's racist. They won't you know, give up oh, that. God. It's like, well, how does that work? Deshaun Watson right. <laughs> got, the, got the most fully guaranteed deal in NFL history. What are
0: you talking about? Right. With with all sorts of extras that came along with it, like the baggage and the 11-game suspension and all the other stuff yeah. that, that happened there. I just the, – and the other part of that, too, is that, well, the Ravens did him dirty, which part – by not giving him everything he wanted, which was a ridiculous contract, or the fact that they moved up in the draft to trade him when you had other people out there who were talking about him. And we're talking respected talent evaluators who said, well, he should consider being a wide receiver. The Ravens made the move. They're right. the ones that drafted him. They're the ones that that built around him and said no this is going to be our guy and they've been nothing but supportive of him publicly they've been nothing but they it's not like the ravens don't want him back they just don't want him back for 230 plus million dollars fully guaranteed like what's wrong with that i agree there's I, you know a lot of players in the nfl deserve guaranteed contracts I think it sucks the franchise tag a lot of the way this stuff is structured and I've learned a lot of that just from talking to you because a lot of the fluff that's thrown out there from agents who report well it's a four-year 160 million dollar deal well not really they can get out of it after one year you know like there's certain things that you see with some of these contracts I totally agree but the fact of the matter is this is what it is like this is the way these contracts are done and the way the NFL is done and I think there should be more outrage and more questioning of still why the hell did Jimmy Haslam give Deshaun Watson with all the stuff in his background $230 million fully guaranteed? That should be more the focus of the conversation, not Lamar Jackson deserves that because he was an MVP and he doesn't have any off-field issues. Totally agree. But that just showcases what a ridiculous contract that was that Jimmy Haslam handed out to Deshaun Watson a, a last offseason and we, why, we talked about it and we got crushed then. So you get buried then for criticizing that contract, and then you get buried here for not uh, wanting, not understanding why people can't figure out why Lamar Jackson's not getting everything he wants. I just, I don't get it, man. You can't win with this crap.
2: Well, here's the other thing too that makes things more complicated. Obviously, he doesn't have an agent right now. I and mean, he's using the NFLPA to help consult, but it's almost like this. Have, have you ever like whether it's like a cell phone company or a cable company? where you had to deal with like their customer service, which oh. for anyone who's had a dodo before, like how awful is that? Yeah, listen. <laughs> it, I mean, it's just like, it, it's, a, it's a non-winning battle. And it's, it, it doesn't help for the person that you're dealing with either. But sometimes the customer service isn't great because they're just getting it all day. But okay. the reality I is this. A, qu-
0: a quick story? I talked to a customer service rep from a, I don't want to air up the company, but in talking with them, I could hear dogs barking in the background. And I'm thinking to myself, hold on. You're going to fix my issue from a kitchen somewhere in the middle of the country with dogs barking in the background when I clearly need to talk with one of the higher ups. It just So, so yeah, it's a pain in the ass through and through. But I digress.
2: The interesting thing about that scenario is when, you know, usually when people are are like just uh, they're going to move on from the cable company or maybe it's even the cell phone company and they're not coming back their tone's going to be a lot different, right? Because you know you never have to talk to this person or anyone like this person in this company ever again, right? Like, this is it. This is the last straw based on precedent, whatever else you want it to be. Yeah. You never have to deal with them ever again. You want to know why it's good to have an agent? Because they have other players. And so if a team is working with a player like Lamar Jackson, who's been a former MVP and has been extremely successful – that agent, one, is going to be pounding the pavement to earn anything from that you know, for him. But also, you know what the team has to deal with? That agent again. Yep. If, you do, if you try to do that agent dirty, you try to do a bad deal, that agent's going to remember. And it's going to be hell. And sometimes it fractures relationships to the point where players even have to go get different agents to represent them. Like we saw with Daniel Jones, switching from CAA to athletes first. CAA couldn't get the deal done. Guess who did? Athletes first. So if Lamar Jackson had an agent in this case too, one of the things that people are overlooking is the fact that that team, they have to deal with them again. They're going to have to deal with that agent or or any other team that would bring on Lamar Jackson. Like They have to be in constant contact with his agent, whether it's for his own player, for Lamar, or for other players. And so those are little things that that really add up when they complicate a very complex situation like this, where you've got a player who thinks is worth or market value is greater than what it is. you know. If he was Joe Flacco, who was at one point in time the highest-played player in the NFL, by the way, but he was coming off a Super Bowl win, he gambled on himself, and he won out. And that's what Lamar Jackson's done. The hard part is he doesn't have the Super Bowl win, and he doesn't have two seasons of remaining healthy and being an MVP. That was four years ago. It seems like it's trending in a different direction now. And for him not to be you know, able to understand why a team might be hesitant, it, I get it. But you can't look at the Deshaun Watson deal and go, oh, this is what I should get. Shouldn't Patrick Mahomes restructure his contract and get that? Oh, God. Uh, I mean, shouldn't a- Josh Allen? I totally agree. Shouldn't Joe Burrow get that then? Do you think Joe Burrow's going to get that? He's not going to get that contract. You've- I mean, that, that's, that's the reality of where we're at is if it was Patrick Mahomes who wanted this contract and didn't get it, I would be understanding of the frustration. But it's not. It's Lamar Jackson. And I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve a ton of money, but he's just not going to get the total guarantees that he's looking for. That's just the reality of the type of player he is.
0: You know what I wonder, too? Baltimore has never... They've always been one of the most well-run organizations in the NFL. You never hear a lot of bad stuff come out when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens. And I wonder if it would... If he went out and found that hey, some of these contracts are are low ball offers, I, it wouldn't surprise me if Baltimore kind of did him a solid and said, "Hey, we're still willing to offer you what we had before. It's more than what you've been offered from other teams, but we love you. Like this is not this is not a, a case of we're trying to get one up on you and trying to save some money here or there. Like we're willing to go ahead." And give you the contract that was still on the table, even though that contract is what $20, dollars, $30, thirty million dollars more over the life of the contract. It wouldn't surprise me if they still. It's not like Baltimore saying, "No, not a believer. No, they're just, just not, just not into this." Lamar, just go do your thing. They've tried. They've tried to get this done for a long ass time. They've been consistent with. We want him back. He's our guy. We want Lamar back. The, the idea that they're doing him dirty, I just don't understand where that comes from. I really don't. I, I mean, no,
2: especially considering what you laid out initially. Like they're the ones that traded up in the draft, Ozzie Newsom's last draft, to take him. And Eric DaCosta was a part of that, too, in that room, who's now their general manager. And so they've had his back. They've built this thing completely around him. And I think all they're doing now is exercising the fact that, like, hey, look, if you find a team that gives you a better offer than what we gave you out there in the market, so be it. But the other hard part about that is no other teams want to do the, the negotiating and the deal-making for the Baltimore Ravens. That's part of this, too. Like, no one wants to do the Ravens' work. The Ravens have been working on this for like two years and it hasn't worked out. And so it's gotten to a point where Steve Bisciotti and Eric DeCosta say, okay, go, go find an offer that's better than what we've offered you. And if, and if you find that, we'll match it. And that's the position that they're in right now.
0: right now we turn it over to albert breer senior nfl reporter at the mmqb you can get him on twitter at albert breer friend of the show albert how the hell are we feeling here on a thursday morning what's up
2: al i'm i'm good guys what's happening just not good. much man i think we missed you last week i know i know i uh
3: i, I sleep a little later when i'm at the combine um, why so. why is that albert <laughs> I mean, I just feel like I need my rest,
2: you know. When I'm, when I'm in, <laughs> is, in Indianapolis, is that what it is, or you booze yeah. it? A little bit?
3: <laughs> just trying, just just just, just trying to stay fresh. You know what I mean, Brady?
2: I, listen, uh, there's a lot going on at the combine. No, come you, on, hey, you, hey, you hey Albert, come on, tell everyone what really happens at the combine.
3: You know what happens at the combine? Well, you were only there as a player. Have you ever been there? You've been there as a media person, haven't you? Yeah, all the time. And that's what I'm saying. It's okay. a booze fest. Yeah, yeah, it's um. There are some late nights that happen at the combine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but Brady Brady you can tell you the rest of that.
0: Well, look, uh, you know, you got work to do, and sometimes, you know, people's medicals may come back late, late at night, and you just happen to be yeah. sitting at St. Elmo's or whatever that place is called, and you <laughs> got to go Elmo's. over that stuff. They're prime I like seven, to call it. I like to
3: call it ne- networking. Networking. <laughs> <laughs> just, well, yeah, the best,
0: the, the best is so, whether it's Super
2: Bowl or whether it's um, the combine. I'm usually there. I wasn't at the Combine this year, but I I would run into Albert, and Albert would say, hey, I'm not going to come on radio tomorrow.
0: (laughs) That's usually how the conversation would go.
3: I made it at the Super Bowl, though. You did? I made it in person at the Super Bowl, and that was like mountain times. Yeah, you got to at least give me points for that one. No, was that was impressive. impressive.
0: Yeah, you yeah. did a job yeah. well done, uh, and it's it was a
3: heroic a, effort. The hell yeah!
0: <laughs> I mean, so
3: I earned, I earned that mulligan last
0: week. Yeah, you know, and, and plus it was a packed house. I so having to, you know, fight through all the fans outside of uh, Radio Row that were there yeah. that early well, to I see mean, the Well, I
3: mean, it's just. just Jonas, just getting by your fans is hard enough. That's
0: great. Tell me about it. I mean, I, I deal with that every single day here on the way to work. Um, all right, so Albert, can we get just get to the straight to this here when it comes to Lamar Jackson? How's this going to play out? Because everybody's throwing out collusion and and it's they're you know defending Lamar Jackson and all the like. Baltimore wasn't trying to get a deal done. And we were talking earlier, like th- this is just the business of the NFL, and yeah. and maybe they just are saying, if you think we're lowballing you, go see what else is there, and and maybe we can pick up this conversation another time.
3: Yeah, and, and you know, I, you guys know, I'm never afraid to criticize an owner or owners for that sort of thing. I, I just I don't see it here whatsoever. Um, you know, I I think this is a a complicated, complicated situation. And if you're another team looking at bringing in Lamar Jackson, you've got to check a lot of boxes to, to, to get to the point where it's like, okay, like we're going to go after him. Um, and, you know, it's are you comfortable with his injury history? Are you willing to run the sort of offense he's going to need for your run? Do you look at the mileage on his body? Does that bother you? Given that, how many years out are you going to guarantee in the contract? Um, it's just there are so many boxes that you have to check. And, by the way, like there were a lot of boxes you had to check on Tom Brady, you know, three years ago. And that's why there uh, were two teams there at the end. All right. Did
1: the, we lose them? Yeah, me I mean, at one point
2: there. it sounded like Albert just turned into an air
0: traffic control. It's oh, amazing. I didn't know he yeah. had a walkie-talkie on hand at all times. So that's uh, yeah. that's something.
2: Well, I mean, I think we've so, upgraded uh, from him being his car and <laughs> having to deal with the digging bell every time.
0: <laughs> By the way, I gotta find out. Like, is Albert? Does he live in the Boston area or Beirut? Like, where, where exactly is he? <laughs> I, I, all I know is it sounds <laughs> like he lives in a heavily
2: wooded area. That's out in the boonies of the sticks. It, it does. What, what I don't understand is like, it's not like Boston's that big. Like surrounding the area. Obviously, my in-laws are from there. And you get a little bit outside of the city, you just lose cell phone service. Like, how is this possible? It's Boston. It's like a major city in the U.S. And somehow, like four miles, five miles away, no cell phone service. Like,
0: how, how does this happen? The best part is we we roll with it. We're a little yeah, guys, bit I more smooth. I, I'm not but... even in my I'm not even in my car this time.
2: Like, that was weird. What
3: so, are you going
0: for a walk? What are, you, what are you doing
2: right now, Albert? I'm I'm sitting on my porch. Oh, that's a nice. That sounds nice. Is it is it nice weather up where you're at?
0: Yeah. Sitting yeah. on his porch, just directing planes. I yeah. mean, we got
2: tail number nine five <laughs> four nine er coming in. It's uh, it's got Albert Breer. He'll be landing the plane.
0: Uh, license plate two PCOJ. Uh, driver of the car. Uh, is uh, Albert? Are you there? Yeah, swing and a miss. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, uh, <laughs> it's live radio. I mean, I, this is what you get. You know, sometimes you run into a little bit of these issues, and, and this you know happened. what we
2: need? We need to demand that Albert gets a landline. Like, just we need a hardwired landline in his house. I don't know if he has one. That's what we need to make sure we demand from now on from yeah, Albert. He needs to find one if he doesn't have one in his house.
0: God, landlines yeah. are solid. Albert, are you there?
3: If you guys are capable of doing Zoom, I'm happy to do Zoom with you if we want to upgrade. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
3: yeah, so like, I I don't know like, I don't know what, what what the hell happened there, but I think we're good now.
0: It's so. all good. Yeah.
3: You landed my the if I, if I cut out there like Brady asked where I am, my porch.
0: So okay. yeah, into it. There it is. Beautiful beautiful morning in, uh up in the northeast. So so let me football.
2: ask you this, Albert, just to follow up on the Lamar Jackson conversation. Yep. Do you think he gets an offer from someone that's going to either appease him? Or surpass what has been rumored or reported that the Ravens have already offered him.
3: I think. I mean, based on what we know right now, and remember, it only takes one team. I think he's going to get some interest. I think there are going to be some teams that are going to call
2: next week. Who are those teams, though? Because so many came out like right away, saying, "Hey, we're not interested."
3: Look, I I think that there are a few teams that are just that 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 aren't going to do it. Right. I don't think the Panthers. Are going to do it. I don't think the Colts are going to do it. I don't think the Falcons are going to do it. I don't think the commanders are going to do it. Like, I think those teams that I don't think those teams are going to do it. Like the Raiders. I think the Raiders will probably make a phone call. And I think the Raiders probably would look at it and say, cause Josh McDaniels really liked Lamar coming out. I think that they make a phone call and they say, all right, like we're willing to do this. We don't want to do a fully guaranteed deal, but like, Let's talk, and let's see if we can find some sort of middle ground. I, I think at the end of all this, Brady, like chances are the Ravens are going to be proven right. And we've talked about this really for the last year, um, me with you guys. Like, I, I, the Ravens have offered a, a top-of-the-market traditional quarterback contract. And after two years, the reason the Ravens are doing this is because they want a conclusion. They can put the exclusive tag on him. Then, you know, maybe he winds up having to sign the tender, and then they're right back here next year. This is basically the Raiders, the Ravens saying enough. You know, the Ravens are saying, whether you're on the team or not, we want to know, like, long-term where we are at quarterback. And I think they figured this was the quickest way to find a resolution in getting somebody else to write the contract for them. And, you know, I think in the end, whether it's somebody else writing the contract or the Ravens writing the contract, I do think chances are it's going to be hard for Lamar Jackson to find the sort of contract that he wants, the sort of contract that Deshaun Watson got last year.
0: Yeah, Albert, do you know any numbers that you've seen or that you trust any of the reporting on just the dollar amount guaranteed wise that Lamar Jackson turned down from Baltimore that, he's seeking or, or just like how far apart are they on some of the you know some of the numbers and the money that's being thrown around
3: yeah and, and i think sometimes people make the mistake of just looking at the average per year and thinking that's all there is to it and i know you guys know that there's a lot more that goes into these things um you know but I, I, my, my feeling is they, they've been willing to go you know between 45 and 50 million dollars where the quarterback market is now um, how much that are they willing to guarantee? Well, like I said, I've heard traditional quarterback contracts that so would tell you the first two to three years are, are are guaranteed, and then after that, there are some years in the deal that aren't guaranteed that are, you know, basically de facto team options. So, um, I I think the Ravens are willing to go. You know, where the Broncos went on Russell Wilson, where the Cardinals went on Kyler Murray. Like I, I don't think they're willing to go where the Browns went on Deshaun Watson. And, you know, now I think one way or the other, we're going to find out where the market is, right? Like, that's what this is about, is Lamar Jackson's been seeking what he thinks his market value is for the last two years. And by putting the non-exclusive tag on him, the Ravens are saying, okay, like, go find out what your, go go figure out what your market is and come back to us. And then we'll see which way this thing has gone.
2: I want to transition to talking about the Jets and their visit out to Aaron Rodgers. They obviously come back. We haven't really got anything from uh, the report there. Maybe we're just kind of waiting to see what those details will be, Albert. But I can always feel like if you go out and visit a guy like that and you don't hear anything, it's probably not a good thing. Are are the Jets maybe a team, too, to consider if, like, now that Lamar is potentially out there, do they go, all right, depending on how Aaron handles this, we might pivot and go to Lamar Jackson instead? Oh, yeah. No, I think that, that, that Lamar Jackson would definitely be one of the guys the Jets
3: would consider if the Aaron Rodgers thing doesn't work out. And, you know, I think a lot of what's happening in New York is being driven by ownership. But if you look at their football people, there's also some ties there to Baltimore. Um, their general manager, Joe Douglas, you know, uh, worked in Baltimore for over a decade, started his career there. Um, Chad Alexander, one of their top executives, he's from Baltimore, too. Um, there's ties between the Jets organization, and the Ravens organization where the Jets should have, have good information on Lamar. Um, and I, and I do think to, you know again, the, to to a large degree, ownership's pushing this. And if we know anything about woody Johnson and, and looking at you know the twenty plus years that he's on the team loves Star Power, right? And so Aaron Rodgers is obviously at the top of that list as far as bringing a star to New York and making yourself relevant again. But I think if, you, if it's not going to be Rodgers, then you couldn't do much better than bringing Lamar Jackson. So I think that they would at least throw their hat in the ring. I don't know how far they'd be willing to go as far as the guaranteed money, but I think they'd absolutely make a play for him.
0: Albert Breer joining us here on Fox Sports Radio here. It's Two Pros and a Cup of Joe on FSR. You can get him on Twitter at Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. So, Albert, you had a chance to to sit down and talk with Bears Brass about just sort of what the plan is at number one and kind of the direction they're going to go at the top of the draft. What is your guess as to the compensation and what they're looking at when it comes to trading back and players that they're eyeing near the top of the NFL draft coming up next month.
3: Yeah, so um, you know when I talked to to Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus about this uh, over the weekend, uh, they they said at that point three teams had called um, and they view seven players as sort of the top group in this year's class, like the blue the blue chip players, and then there's a drop off after that. That's important because. That can inform you as far as how willing they're far, how far they're willing to drop down. It certainly, you know, puts the Texans in play at two, the Colts in play at four. I would say, you know, the even the Panthers at nine. Like you probably feel fairly comfortable that you're going to get one of your seven if you drop down to nine, because you know the if four quarterbacks go in the top eight, say, then one of the position players is going to drop down to you. So, um, you know, I think they feel comfortable about where the market is. You know, the the, the 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 as far as the compensation goes, you know, somebody had mentioned to me, um, you know, during combine week that if it's like the Colts going up, they could see it being the sort of deal where it's like two ones, two twos, which is you know what the compensation was for Russell Wilson last year. Um, but either way, it looks like the Bears are going to be able to set themselves up to put a lot more players through free agency in the draft around Justin Fields. And to me, the great thing about that is. Is like if you're Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus, you can look at this and say, "We're going to be able to get more clarity on Justin Fields in 2023." And if it doesn't work, and we're bad again next year, maybe we're in position to go and get Caleb Williams and or Drake May in 2024. And you know, from the people I've talked to at least, there are a lot of teams feel like if those two guys were in this year's draft, those guys would be one two in this year's draft. So. Punting on this year's quarterback class—I don't know if the Bears see that as some big sacrifice.
2: Any surprises or anything you're looking forward to, uh, Albert? We don't have much time here, but as we get closer to the beginning of the new league year, uh, anything in particular we should be looking out for, or I guess you know, prepare ourselves for?
3: Yeah, you know, I think Brady, the big thing is going to be like the teams looking creatively at trades, you know, and and I think you know you may hear. This team called on this player. This team called on that player. Teams feel more, I'd say, liberated to sort to, to 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 shoot their shot on players now. And it's not like, oh well, you know, these five players in this team are untouchable. I won't call on them. Teams will call on players now, you know. And so, I think when you look at the landscape, you see the free agent class, right? And it's not great. Like you may have four or five players that are like top shelf players, um, and then after that, there's like a pretty significant drop off where I I think teams are going to look at it and say, this guy's going to get overpaid, this guy's going to get overpaid, this guy's going to get overpaid. And, you know, so if you're looking for veteran help, one way to do it is to, you know, punt on free agency and and, and look at the trade market. So I think because of what we've seen the last couple of years, and in particular last year with guys like A.J. Brown and Tyree Kill and Devontae Adams getting moved, is, you know, teams being more aggressive about calling other teams about their star players and maybe that leads to uh, you know a star or two that you wouldn't think would be moved getting moved next week
0: get him on twitter at albert breer senior nfl reporter at the mmqb always kind enough to join us here on fox sports radio every single week albert we appreciate it man enjoy the rest of the day and your time with the fam
3: Awesome. Thanks, guys. And I apologize for the, uh, I guess, what is it, free
0: work. No, working? actually,
2: Albert, honestly, it kind of makes for just a, a typical call-in. We, we love it. Like, yeah. that's what makes you yeah. unique, man.
0: Who cares? It's good, it's good. Yeah. It's good drama, right? Yeah. Yeah, because we
2: never know what's going to happen when Albert pops on. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah it's always <laughs> that's right. fun.
2: That's
0: right. Uh, but we'll do it again next week. So there he is, the great Albert Breer with us here on Fox Sports Radio. we do have some news out of the NFL we're going to get to here. Before we let you uh, get into that, I want to let you know we are bringing this show to you live here from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there an unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. All right, so we started... In in hour one, we discussed the Lamar Jackson situation and all the bitching and moaning and everybody running to Lamar Jackson's defense. We also talked about Aaron Rodgers. The New York Jets left the meeting with Aaron Rodgers in California and then went back. We were like, all right, so what's the plan? How's this whole thing going to shake out? According to Diana Rossini of ESPN... She wrote the following on the situation involving Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets. And this just went down a short time ago quote, in the wake of an extensive in-person meeting between Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets brass, including owner Woody Johnson, there's optimism in the Jets organization that they are on the brink of landing the future Hall of Fame quarterback. Sources close to the situation tell ESPN, while optimism existed before the California meeting, Woody Johnson felt it was important to meet in person. Sources said Johnson left the meeting excited and satisfied about the potential match as the Jets Jets internally are working under an optimism that this will happen. The Jets and the Packers remain engaged in conversations about compensation and contract, sources said. Those conversations already started before the meeting, and so now we wait to see if the Jets can close a deal to bring a future Hall of Famer from Green Bay to New York. Well, based on all that information, the one team who would be capable of screwing this whole thing up would be the New York Jets, but it does sound like we could be on the verge of this happening. Aaron Rodgers following in the footsteps of his predecessor, Brett Favre, and going all the way to New York to play for the New York Jets. How about I that? I mean, and,
2: and it's a it's a team that's loaded. They're ready to win. Uh, I know this this past season didn't work out quite the way they had they had hoped or wanted. They had a really difficult schedule. And I think the good thing too is is coming into this year, you know, with a seven and ten record. That it should be quite as difficult, but the AFC East is is going to be a beast to deal with. But when you've got Aaron Rodgers, you've got every opportunity. I, I said before, I, I I personally feel like even as good as the Bills are, if they land Rodgers, that's where my money money's going. I'm betting on them to win the AFC East this year. I just think he brings an entirely different element to that team. When you think about how good their defense was, and they have another draft too that that's coming up, I, I don't think they're going to be you know giving away. Um, there obviously is going to be draft capital that's going to be given away this year. I would hope too that they look to 2024 to give away some of that so they can keep building off the nucleus that that Joe Douglas has set in place there now and and get Rodgers in there for the next 2-3 years. They're going to have a window to do something really special. But, man, that AFC conference is going to be so much fun to watch with all the great quarterbacks.
0: And also, I think a lot of people forget that the Jets were – look, we can be as critical as we want of their handling of the Zach Wilson situation and how sensitive the fan base is and all the other stuff that went along with it. But there was a clear divide last year for them, and it was that game in Denver – where Brees Hall got injured. Uh, I think it was was it Elijah Vera Tucker also got injured. He got yep. knocked out for the season. And those were two key ingredients to what they were doing on offense. And still, they found themselves in contention. If you go back and look at last year, things were different after that point. If they're healthy on the offensive line and you get that another weapon on offense back and he can play a full season – it's hard to beat that as as a spot Aaron Rodgers would look at and go. I think I can compete there. Like they they do to your point have a lot more going on there. They are the Jets and all the other stuff that comes along with it. But out the like, the only issue for them has been the quarterback, right? and this feels like this definitely solves it for at least the next year or so, and then we get to see a play out on the big stage in New York with Aaron Rodgers going there, and then we see what that division looks like. It, it would be them, him versus Josh Allen twice a year would be a damn good time to watch, and the AFC would just get even more loaded at quarterback. It's unbelievable what that side of the, what side, that side of the NFL looks like now.
2: Well, he'd walk in and be the most talented quarterback they've ever had, in, in, with the New York Jets, and and that's in, including Brett Favre, who obviously went there for a stint. But at that point, in Brett Favre's career, it felt like he was you know kind of battling through a bunch of nagging injuries, different things going on. You know, Rogers battled through some last year. It, it feels like he comes there healthier. He's only two years removed from winning back to back MVPs, and I also feel like their roster is in such a good spot if and when healthy. I don't know if they have the depth they'd like to have necessarily on the offensive line uh, or even at the skill positions. But Garrett Wilson, the way he looked last year, you add in a, a few more pieces too to go along with Brees Hall when he gets back. They've got enough pieces there to really make this thing go. And if there's concerns about Nathaniel Hackett as a play caller, to me they're completely alleviated if Aaron Rodgers is there. Because you know what this offense is going to be. It's going to be Rodgers gets up to the line of scrimmage, and he decides what they're going to go with. You know, he's going to be able to control and dictate a lot of that, given his, what, 17, going into his 18th year, whatever it's been now. He's got that wealth of experience and knowledge. He knows what he wants. He knows how to get it. And I still think he can play at an a MVP level. So it's a, it's a great scenario for the Jets. We have to keep, if you're a Jets fan, just keep your fingers crossed. Because, again, the Jets will – have some misfortune happen from time to time. But either way, look, Woody Johnson has bought into making that quarterback position better, Yeah, whether it's Rodgers or even if it's Lamar, if something falls through with Rodgers. One way or another, they're going to they're gonna have a dynamic quarterback you know, back there, either as a passer or as a runner, depending on which one they get after this offseason is all said and done.
0: And Mike Garofalo of NFL Network reported yesterday that – it, it's like where Green Bay stands at this point. Their thinking is: let's get as fair of compensation as we can just get to move on and turn this thing over to Jordan Love. So it doesn't feel like, at least according to that, you know, they're going to hold the Jets hostage for I, as much as they can possibly get and make it difficult. What's,
2: what's going to be really interesting about you know Roger's contract, which may need to be restructured, not only to fit in with, within the, the Jets cap situation. Um, but also, as far as part of the trade details, what's going to be interesting is how much the Jets are, are going to be willing to take on of his contract moving forward, and if they'll need to restructure it or not. And the reason why I bring that up is, you know, if you're the Packers and you, there, there's fair trade, you know, compensation. So let's just say you're you're offering up Aaron Rodgers, and he's got what is it, two years left on his deal, yeah. I, I believe. You know, they're probably looking at that, saying, okay, we need at least a one, a couple twos and maybe a three or a four, right, if you're looking for draft capital compensation. And that might sound like it's not enough, like you need a a couple ones for Aaron Rodgers, and and you could go that route too. But the only reason why that offer doesn't sound bigger is because he's only got two years left on his deal. And I think there's some uncertainty too in how much longer he wants to play. So you've got to make an offer that, just not taking into account his contract at the moment, that's going to take into account the fact he's only going to be playing under contract for two more years all right, so now let's look at the contract. It's a heavy, heavy cap hit this year. I want to say he's owed, what, like $58 million, something yeah. like that? Yeah. And so in order to facilitate that, the Packers may say, hey, we're willing to take on and pay a greater portion of this. It just depends on how much more draft capital you want to get us. And so if the Packers are going to be willing to pay any portion of Roger's contract – it might add another pick to it or a couple of picks where they essentially would be buying those picks. So if it ended up being like two ones and and two twos and a three, it might be also that the Packers are taking out some of the cap hit that would end up hitting the Jets with all this, or, or the monies that would be owed to Rodgers. They might be paying for some of those in lieu of moving on from Rodgers, but in exchange for getting back draft picks, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, and well, I think it's um, one of the first examples of that was Brock Osweiler back in. <laughs> was it was it Cleveland? Did Cleveland yeah. do it? Yeah, Where they
2: Cleveland did... basically took over his contract in exchange for what, a second round. Pick.
0: Yeah, it was something like yeah. that. Yeah, I and then they end up releasing him. That's that, so. that whole uh, that whole situation,
2: which. That- is The NFL frowns upon because they don't (laughs) want teams to do that. It happens in every other professional sports league. You see players get traded somewhere else. They basically take on the salary, and then they end up releasing them or dumping them, and it happens everywhere.
0: Yeah, just do us a solid. Here's a pick, and then and then everybody moves on. I also think because I've seen this throughout. I think Levar's also felt this way as well too. And we've talked about it is well, you know, does Aaron Rodgers really want to play? What you know, how motivated is he? There was a report that came out uh, from your guy Mike Silver who said the Packers felt like uh, he kind of checked out after he got his contract. The one thing we know unequivocally about Aaron Rodgers is if he feels like he's been slighted he's going to get his revenge and he's going to be highly motivated to do so they drafted jordan love he went out and won two MVPs. the way this whole thing has been painted and his exit from the packers and them they're ready to move on they're tired of his crap all the other stuff to go along with it this is going to be a highly motivated guy going to new york i think you're going to get as good of aaron Rodgers as you can possibly get at this point in his career like yeah. that's why I think this is going to be fun to watch. And look, now we see what happens in Green Bay. I mean, you know Lee Delap, who's our resident Green Bay Packer fan. I know he's got like three, four Aaron Rodgers jerseys. So those are going to all yeah, have to go bye bye. Wh- yeah. What are you going to do with those Lee? Yeah, yeah. I do not have an Aaron Rodgers jersey. You don't have one? What? I don't have an Aaron Rodgers jersey. What Packers jerseys do you have? Hold on, hold
2: on. Before you even answer that,
0: why don't you have an Aaron Rodgers jersey? Uh, well, I was. I was a resist, I was resistant for a long time. I was a big Favre guy. I was a little bitter at the beginning. Um, but I, Dude,
2: Rodgers has been there for almost two know. decades. I, at no point in time, even after winning a <laughs> Super Bowl or MVPs, you were like, I got, hey, he's pretty good. Lee's been pissed off for 14 years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I went a lot of defensive guys. I went uh, Blake Martinez. I know you love that jersey, Brady. You and I have talked about that one. I got oh, yeah. Jones. I got uh, Adams. Nice. Jones. Aaron Jones? Yeah. Hey, okay. you know, maybe uh, if you had somebody who had a connection or two, maybe they could give you like an A.J. Hawk jersey or something like that. I know, right? Yeah. That'd be awesome. That'd be yeah. pretty sweet. Well, I mean, I also Jonas, of- you've
2: got a jersey before, haven't you? Yes, I do. Definitely yeah. do. Uh, there's yeah. a special message on there. There was a it,
0: special so. a special message, Lee. By the way, when those jerseys arrive, they do have you know an insult attached to them and potentially a ragu stain on the front because somebody was wow. making chicken I mean, it sounds wrong. like
2: someone's complaining uh, about uh, getting a free, d- uh, free signed d- jersey. Definitely. Definitely not. Like I'm saying
0: more definitely. about the ragu. Definitely not. <laughs> Terrible. I also have a collection of fullback jerseys. I got Henderson, um, Ripkowski, Kuhn. Really? Yeah. Go what are you, a big
2: fullback guy?
0: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I am. I like fullbacks. Huh. I mean, why? <laughs> I thought you were why, bare, uh... <laughs> bareback, but.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you buy a bunch of those fullback jerseys, you'll go broke. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> <laughs> there's, there's that potential as well too so no rogers jersey that's surprising going extinct yeah. yeah yeah wow all right so so bye-bye and then jordan love stuff I, right I do in. actually you know what i take it back i had one but it was gifted to me and it was a kid's jersey and i I was never in fit and could never Wait, fit someone in it.
2: gifted you a kid's
0: jersey <laughs> they, they had them for some reason they just knew i was a packers fan they're like hey i have these like they gave me two of them they gave me two kids aaron Rodgers jerseys can I so te- what do you do with them? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. I think they might be lying in a bin somewhere. Can I teach you guys a little pro tip here, a little, little trick of the trade? My mom did this when I was younger. If she ever, if there was ever a shirt that I outgrew, most of them I can still wear, even from, like, five or six years old, I can still put those on, and I do. But if there was ever a shirt that I outgrew, <laughs> like a sports shirt or, like, I had a Chicago Bears shirt growing up or whatever it was or, like, a little jersey or something like that, what she would do is she would go buy pillow stuffing she would stuff the inside of the shirt and she would sew up all the openings and i would turn it into a pillow how's that a little pro tip here nice. for you out there that's little cool. that's how you get your money's worth when you go by and spend 190 dollars on a jersey and some guy gets traded elsewhere fill it up with stuffing sew up the openings you got yourself a pillow you can throw around how about that, Brady I mean, Quinn?
2: Aren't you just spending more money on that jersey than by making it into yeah, a pillow? Yeah,
0: but who cares about the details and all that fun stuff? You know? <laughs> I mean, why not? I just you're getting more longevity out of it. That's but, all it is. You uh, want to make sure you know uh, you're, you're paying well, <laughs> uh, the right price for stuff.
2: <laughs> the problem is, is your jerseys have those ragu stains on them? So, so that's they, a, they that do. Help
0: out. They do, and uh, you know, with the <laughs> with the PW attached to it. For yep. those of you that are not. Uh, familiar with what that insult could be you know which I was not familiar it was an insult until I got a perfectly custom authentic real deal Jack Johnson Pittsburgh Penguins jersey I mean beautiful like the really expensive ones with a little message on the back of it. And so, yeah. I so, mean, did
2: you pay for that Jersey or did, did it come not, to you for free? I did free? not. Oh, and, uh, okay. It, it well, came for free. I guess he, I guess you can't really complain about it. <laughs>
0: that, listen, and there, that is one of one. I can assure you Stanley cup champion, Jack Johnson has never authenticated another Jersey like that in the history of his career. I can assure you. All right. And it could be worse. It could be uh that, that Jack Johnson musician who has bad music, a uh, place for the hippies, uh, in tents and and VW vans, uh, out in front of beaches all across uh, Southern California. It could be that Jack Johnson. It's not it's Stanley Cup champion. What do you mean, Jack Dave Johnson. Matthews? Yeah, that one, Dave Matthews. You know, it's that whole same genre. That crap. But. Nonetheless, point is, Aaron Rodgers could be a New York Jet very, very soon if the report is true from Diana Rossini of ESPN.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, oh.